Hello there, and welcome to Pink Milk After Dark, your late night live stream where we talk Star Wars queerly. Tonight is going to be a super fun night with our amazing, amazing friends to talk an amazing episode of The Bad Batch. I'm your host, Brian. This is Mark. Hello. This is Chase. Hello. Here comes our bestie, Emma. Woo! Are we ready, friends? Yes. Let's do it. in the steam room while you are here don't forget to smash that like button and don't forget to uh subscribe and leave a comment below i did it chase yeah and and technically (laughs) and technically hit the bell for notifications and hit the bell (laughs) ring that bell it's a gay icon right Ring, (laughs) ring my bell while you're at it do a deep youtube search the fine Tori and Mrs. Cover of Ring My Bell because it's amazing. Yes. Or her fine Madonna's B-side Ring My Bell. Yeah, that's which is her burn track about her brother. <laughs> I didn't know that part. Oh. Wait a minute. Which brother? Christopher? Yeah, the one that wrote oh. the book about her. Yeah. Chris, yes, that's right. Oh. <laughs> We are 30 seconds in and we have my tea tiki. I forgot all about that until you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, that's so funny. Hello, Alejandro. Hello, Paul. Hello, Luke. Pink milk after dark. Come for the Star Wars. Mm. Stay for the Madonna. Right, exactly. (laughs) Where we talk Madonna. Obviously, queerly. Exactly. <laughs> there is no other way to talk about that person. So. Exactly. <laughs> Hello, Kitten. So real quick, before we jump in to everything and find out about our weeks, just in case someone has not listened to this week's episode of Husband and Husband with my friend, with my friend. Well, he's also my best friend. <laughs> but my husband, Tom, who I'm sure I'm going to have a talk talking to when this is over. Exactly. <laughs> friend (laughs) really (laughs) so we were chatting about uh bounty lost and that dude was like we were he was taking his notes and said was talking about cad bane's really cool gun that he shot and made omega disappear with i was like wait what (laughs) he's like yeah she disappeared That was in the special edition. <laughs> <laughs> it was so hilarious. I don't. I was Aww. cracking up. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. It was all that traveling, oh. you know. Was just that. <laughs> this is what happens when I leave Tom alone to watch Star Wars. He watches <laughs> something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Mark. How was your week? 
I was just going to say he would have asked you, babe, where did she go? And he would have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, he was like, I was talking about how hot Cad Bane was. And he's like, yeah, and he had that really cool gun. I'm like, yeah, everything Cad Bane touches is rad. He's like, yeah, when he shot Omega, she disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. It's a hell of a gun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, you were saying, my week, it's been a lot of ups and downs, but it's it's good. It's Friday night. I'm here. And I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm going to talk Star Wars. So, <laughs> yes. And uh, per usual, if you're here, I'm sure you already know. Don't drink the spoiled milk because there are spoilers ahead. Yeah. Spoilers ahead. Yeah. Hello, Ahsoka. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Ahsoka is loud tonight. It's Ahsoka. She can make her entrance anytime That's right. necessary. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, That's right. Yeah, if there's already feels for anyone, today's episode probably just sealed the deal of Bad Batch because that was a great one. Emma, how about you? How was your week? It was okay. Um, I actually went into the office to work for the first time in a long time. With and then with the understanding it's gonna be like a regular thing, which is great. Um, and some friends that I haven't seen in like months swung by my desk and were like, come have lunch with us. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it was, That's it was awesome. nice. It was very like affirming and I got a lot done. So yeah, no, it's like very good. Re- slowly returning to the outside world. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it. but now it feels weird. It's so, I'm not there yet. Like, well, we were know. talking about that, yeah. actually. Like, um, my my two friends and I, we walked to a nearby coffee shop and um, to get, like, a little, like, you know, like a hibiscus tea or whatever after our lunch. Mm-hmm. And um, on the way back, yeah, they were both talking about how strange it is and, like, being like, I don't know how to be around people. I feel like I'm just, like, you know, like a Muppet, you know, like... <laughs> I don't know how to act. And I, and, but I said, you know what? Everybody is in the same boat. So I bet you that whoever you're interacting with feels the same way. So maybe this is an opportunity for us to acknowledge each other's vulnerability and to like make more authentic connections than we had before we were all isolated yep. by the pandemic. That's a I agree. Point. Yeah, I I think there's opportunity for people to become closer than we had in a long time because of this. Personally, yeah. uh, how about you, Chase? How was your week? Um, it was good. Um, kind of similar to like to going outside and talking to people again. <laughs> I, I told it was like it was like early morning. I was picking up a coffee and I told the barista to have a great night. <laughs> And she was just like, yeah. And I was like, I mean, and she was like, don't worry, I get it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm learning how to do this. I forgot how to talk to people. So. Give, me, give me that back. Go put a double shot of espresso <laughs> in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll make but, that a quad latte. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's been a good week. Um, it's been decent. It, it, I mean, the, the there's been a lot of Ahsoka drama. She went to her first time. She had her first uh, day at daycare, and it didn't go so great. Oh, she didn't love it. So we're we're kind of uh, having to walk backwards a little bit with extra socialization. But you know what? She's a quarantine pup, so that's just the way it is for a yeah. lot of dog owners out there right now. So, but it's good. I'm good. I can relate. So I live out in the suburbs of Phoenix, which I have said several times. Like I've never lived out here. There are like. <clears throat> uh, uh, like cotton fields everywhere. So I have like these weird allergies that I've never had before. And 
we got Roxy while we lived out here. And when we took her to the vet for the like our first little puppy check, they said she needs to stay inside for three months. She can go to the backyard, but she can't go outside. We're like, never heard of this before. But apparently out here, there's all these things that they can get. That dog was so ill-behaved for like a year and a half because she had no like social yeah. like she had no skills. She didn't know how to be around dogs. Mm. She didn't know how to be around people. And then she had like the only people she had were at that time, like our oldest was eight. So we mm-hmm. had like a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and their friends screaming and running. <laughs> <I'm> like, oh, <laughs> God. Ah, yeah, so I can I, I feel you. Thank you. I, I appreciate you. it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm very excited for tonight. Today's episode of The Bad Batch was so good. Um, so good. Again, don't drink spoiled milk. We're going to be talking spoilers. Yeah. And today's episode brought more Rebels home that I didn't think I loved the ghost crew as much as I do. But every time I see <laughs> a little ghost crew member, I my heart just like swells with like the like warm feelings, as Yoda would say. Yes. And uh yeah, it was fantastic. So I want to get everybody's like one, two thoughts on today. Then we'll talk about like any key points that we want to talk about. And then we're going to go into some questions that uh, the Steam Queens, <laughs> as brought up by our wonderful friend Alejandro. And yes. stuff that I was here for it. I was so excited. <laughs> so welcome Steam Queens to the Steam Room. And uh, it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. Hello, Goose. All right, Mark, what is your overall thoughts on today's episode? A surprise, to be sure. (laughs) 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 I was just like, I was like, what's happening? What's going on? I was like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. God." (laughs) I I just wasn't expecting it. It was just such a Mm -hmm. great surprise. Um, And then it just, you know, before we knew it, we were so deep into the story and it's just like, it didn't feel odd, but I was just like, oh, I don't want any of this to end, but I want to see the Bad Batch too. But like, we're, we're going into the story here and we're getting a little snippet of like a, something I was not expecting. So I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, I'm all in now. <laughs> so I'm looking forward I- to what's ahead. I'm with you. It felt very Clone Wars to this morning mm. while we were watching it. Because I was like, wait, is this going to be one of those weird Clone Wars episodes where we like literally do not see any of our main characters in this episode? <laughs> and then we really didn't. They were in it for all, but like, what, two minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You Except know? for Crosshair, though. We followed Crosshair along. Yeah, that's true. The whole time. And that's like, true. Yeah. And like somebody said, and he goes, the fact that we were kind of seeing it from his point of view or what was going on with him might indicate a little more as to where we're headed with him. And, and so he's not going to go away so quietly, whether that be for a good or a bad reason. Yeah. So, yeah, I I hope he sticks around. Emma, too. how about you? What were your overall thoughts? I cried. I, like, I cried. I cried. I cried. <laughs> there were actual tears. Like, and the thing is, so my wife actually sat and watched it with me, but she has hardly been watching any of the Bad Batch at all. Like, she's okay. not really into it. She actually said she was like, she was like, this one isn't as good as the one with the, you know, the girl. I'm like, are you talking about Ahsoka? <laughs> she's like, yeah, that one. <laughs> but see, Cad Bane had hit her with his gun and had made her disappear. So that's why she's not around. <laughs> 
So we now know how she got out of Malachor. (laughs) (laughs) But it was such a funny thing because like, because me, I'm having like this really emotional experience. Mm -hmm. Like the minute they said the word refinery, I'm like, (gasps) (laughs) you know, and it's like everything has this like weighty significance. And that she just had no context for. (laughs) So it was like this total (laughs) opposite. She's just sitting there like, and meanwhile, I'm like, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> the, moment, the moment we saw mom, oh yeah, I was a puddle already. I'm like, but mom's dead, and and we've never seen her, and this isn't gonna end well. And, blah, blah. and Tom's like, who who is it? <laughs> She's part of Rebels, right? I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chase, how about you? What were your overall thoughts? Um, overall, loved it. I thought it was one of the prettiest episodes we had. Um, visually, it was stunning. Um, I will say I I wasn't like super. I like I, I love like the overall like I love the arc and I love the story that was being told. But I was really missing the batch. And I was really just sort of like a little bit confused mm-hmm. until we hit the scene with uh, little Hera and Omega. And that's when I was like, okay. I was like, I'm here. I'm fully in it. And I also, I think that we're going to get like a, a very much like a, a really satisfying part two that balances this episode in a really beautiful way that, you know, we don't necessarily have the full context yet, which I think is an awesome thing. But yeah, I yeah, love the episode. Yeah. It's awesome. Alejandro agrees. Hera and yes. oh, stole the so show. good. Oh yeah. That was when the, the actual waterworks turned on. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think the moment that stole the show for me, and I don't even remember the line anymore. But when, when, oh, look, <gasps> it's disappearing, Hello. friend Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, honey. Um, the moment that stole the show for me, because real quick, last week's episode wasn't really my favorite. It had a really cool moment, but I was like, it was one of those episodes that'll be great, like in a binge, but like mm-hmm. it gef- left me really not a lot to munch with for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all know I live for my emotional moments, but there is that is a shot that I, I really wish I remembered. I think Rampart said something and, and Hera's mom, I don't remember her name, but mom turned and like, Gave the hair a face with the one raised eyebrow yeah. and just like, <laughs> and yeah. I, my favorite moment, like it literally was my favorite moment because I was like, there she is, there yeah. she. It was just yeah. so like touching. It was really, really, really touching. I love that. Uh, let's run with this, actually, Chase. So is Omega and Harry your favorite part? Your favorite moment oh, from today? For sure, the best for me, the best scene in that in that episode. Mm. Yeah. Em, how about you? Do you have a favorite moment from today? Oh, yeah. It was the part that made me cry when Hera is saying that her dream is to live on a ship. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. Eleni. Eleni. Yes. There we go. I'm going to yes. put it in Thank my head. Yes, Last, you know, two weeks ago, how many episodes is the season going to be? People haven't chatted <laughs> to tell us. What's their name? <laughs> Quality oh. and uh, 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 skilled pink milk podcast over here. <laughs> you heard it first. Uh, Mark, how about you? Favorite moment? Um, I think, it, I mean, I honestly, just in general, just I loved seeing Harris kind of like twin sons moment that we got to see this yes. little mm-hmm. snippet into her life 
before she got there. And you know what's funny? Because then you think about her and then she wants to fly and what she wants to do. And she has all these hopes. But then you already know that future that's ahead, the sad parts, the good parts. And so I'm like, oh, it's like I'm so happy for her. But <laughs> excuse my language. I'm like, damn, that's a lot to take in. Um, yeah. So, I, I yeah, it, it, I, this little window into her early life is just in general for me is already a big win. I, I'm so happy I got to see it. Yeah, I loved the silence that they played with in that moment when she's laying on her back. It was just like so like and then her little beautiful yeah. hand like in the clouds. It was like, oh my God. <laughs> it yeah. was just this is easily the most beautiful looking stars animated show we have. Like and they are so good now at what they're doing. It's things like the raised eyebrow with the mom and the, just a little quiet moment with a hand that like, they're just, they don't have, I'm sure they're still learning, but I feel like obviously, but like they just know what to do now. It's almost like in season two of Mandalorian, we were talking about how they learned how to use the volume. So now they could actually play with it. They weren't building it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. they've got all this. So now they can do this really, really subtle things that maybe they couldn't do before. Um mm. Because it was just the movement, the the movement. I just and like they had Hera's run down, like they had her run down, like the same way she runs in Rebels. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. And the music was stunning in this episode. Mm, so yes. much of like there was like some there was some like Leia themes too. Right? There was yes. a lot of a new hope in there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I loved that. Yeah. And then I also loved the like the really like um like just heavy scoring under Cham's speech during like him, like kind of defending mm. the empire in Ryloth. And like it, that music was so sad and so forlorn. And like, it was like, I was like, cause you know, we know what's going to happen. So it was, it was cool. It was really cool how they used the music in that episode too. You're uh, speaking hope here in the chat. You're speaking her love language, with Kevin Kiner. <laughs> yes. Her love language. <laughs> yes. Hope. Yes. <laughs> um, this is another moment that like, for me, <clears throat> I love knowing how how circular Star Wars storytelling is. Like, we know what happens to Hera and her dad. We know that relationship. So then to get all these other things, like, so when it was over, I asked Tom, I'm like, well, how was it for you? Because you don't know who any of these people are. Oh, he's like, I thought it was really great. They did a really good job of, like, showing this little girl. And, like, I know she becomes a pilot. They did great. But, like. So it's really beautiful because you don't need to know the backstory to get it, but it adds like a really wonderful nuance when you do. And it was just like, I just, I love, like, I love it. I think it's so powerful. And then, um, yeah, it's just so, it's so good. We haven't seen Hera in so long. Like if we didn't rewatch Rebels all the time, you know, like, we haven't seen her in what four years, probably four or five years, maybe. I don't know. Wow. Um, I thought it had been that long. <laughs> yeah, wow. I was listening to um, our friend Rick Villanueva, Cad Bane, Rick, who was on another podcast, who was talking about uh, was a bounty lot, whatever episode Cad Bane first came back in. It had been nine years since he had been in. in oh my anywhere. god! Like we, wow. I forget because I watch these things all the time. Like. Uh, you know, especially like Cad Bane episodes. I watch or rewatch yeah. that stuff like all the time. We've been busy, uh, obviously, taking in all these other contents. So, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Uh, real quick, before I want to jump to a to a question from someone because I know Luke can't stay the whole time, and Luke has a really great question um, that he sent me in an email, but he asked it here. I can't find it, but Luke wants to know about Hera's accent. Oh, I, so mm-hmm. he was telling me in the email he was like he was really upset at first because like how dare they replace Vanessa Marshall. And things like, then I waited for the credits, and then there was her name. And so, why does she have a thick, heavy French accent when we don't later with her, right? Mm-hmm. So, I want to hear y'all's takes on this, because I have my multiple, multiple things, but really one big one, that um, to really queer it for me, uh, what a lot of that is. So, um, Chase, let's start with you. Um, for me, it was, it was really fun how they kept, I mean, first of all, like, I think Twi'leks just sort of have sort of like a natural French accent, right? So it's, it was cool to, um, have her have that because I remember the first time she went home, um, in Rebels and she started arguing with her father and that French accent started to come out. And I was like, I remember I was like, I texted my friend and I was like, did she just start speaking in French accent? And, and then that led me into some deep dives and, and I, and just using that choice as like, you know, and emo- like in your in her emotion, she just sort of like really tapped into sort of like that father daughter uh, way of being and how she was um, as a kid. Um, and I and I love I love I'm interested to hear your your querying of it because I think I know we're gonna go with it and I can't wait for you to take it there. So <laughs> I will say that that is like my my uh, surface level analysis. I'm very yeah, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I love it, <clears throat> Emma. How about you? Well, I. I'm very sensitive to accents because I'm married to an Australian and mm-hmm. I do notice that when she talks to her family, her Aussie twang really comes out. Like oh. she starts to speak what they call strain. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, very strong. And, and also, you know, because, and also just like where I live, everybody speaks English with an accent. So, like, it really, like, I really did, like, fly back. Like, I really did remember back to during Rebels, how when she would talk to her father, her accent would come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's such beautiful, subtle choices that, like, Mm -hmm. you really, like, oh, God, it's so good. So good. Mark, how about you? What were your thoughts? I had completely forgotten about all of that. So when this came up in this episode, I was like, I was like, I need to go back and watch this again. I completely <laughs> forgotten, right? And, and and yeah, it was it was hard for me to think about it. But then, you know, I was talking to people online and I thought about it. I'm all, well, you know, considering again what happens, where she goes, and then just wanting to kind of break away from all that and her past and just find her own way. That's one thing. But it also made me think about like. Silence of the Lambs. So I'm going to bring it back to movies again like I did last week. Sorry. <laughs> and you'll see why. Because there's a moment when Clarice is like, you know, having gone to the FBI and she's like working hard to become an agent and everything. She's also leaving that past behind and she's worked very hard to get rid of the accent of where she's from. And Hannibal mm-hmm. picks it up on it and tells her, you've been trying to get rid of that accent just to make yourself sound a certain way and be this new person that you, you know, and leave all that behind. And it made me think of that. So, yeah, it all just kind of came together with me. I thought about Clarice and yep. I thought about Hera. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um uh, well, that, that's two for two. Like, <laughs> like, keep doing this, Mark. This is like, this is going to be your new. Uh, Absolutely, new these I, are I, I, I will keep it going. 
just pick a more positive gay than Buffalo Bill. Like, well, of course, of course. But, but I did. I picked Jodie Foster. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, Em, I think you pulled this up a minute ago, but um, I like what Nick says here. Um, in Rebels, her dad calls out for losing her accent and abandoning her heritage. So... Yeah. This was my take on it. And this is what, in my email, I was alluding to uh, Luke today that I was excited to talk about. Because it was the first thing that really stuck out to me. And I think about how some queer people, I can speak for myself for sure in my mid-20s, like right towards the end of college and like right after college, like trying to like... Be more cis presenting and like I've got to butch myself up to like hide who I really am mm. and I don't want to give it away so easily with all the stereotypical things that some of it's true some of it is just put on us however however they come but there were times where I didn't want to like be obviously a gay guy which is completely messed up but mm. some of us do it sometimes sometimes we have to do it I think um <laughs> But even when we don't have to, yeah. But even just as a anti, like our our inner homophobia that we talk about, we butch it up. I, I get you know? it. We go from cis uh, to cis. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> um, but I think and like. So I was thinking about this today because again, like it was really jarring to hear that from her, and then it took me, and then I remember the thing with the father and then i remember when she was first captured by thrawn and she was like trying to like fake who she was she had that accent to try to like step back into this thing so in this episode all she talked about was wanting to be free how many of us queer folks think about that especially before we come out when we're young figuring out i just want to be free i can't wait Mm -hmm. to get out of my house i can't wait to get out of this town whatever we need to do like but i can't wait to be free right Mm -hmm. so in star wars that emotion, and it's not necessarily about her being a pilot. Now, what does a pilot mean? It's her being free from where she felt trapped. It isn't about piloting skills. It isn't about how technically good she is. The emotional part of it is how strong-willed she is and her emotional power that she has of oneself. And mm-hmm. we've mentioned this before. For me, one of the things I love about Hera so much is how fierce she is and how true to herself she is. Especially as a Twi'lek, before Hera, all we ever saw Twi'leks were in servitude. And then we meet Hera, who owns her own ship. She is the captain of that ship. She is the leader of that thing. And again, she is all of those technical things. But for me, the amazing thing that I will always go back to, what's the emotion underneath that? That's what Star Wars is teaching all of us. That's that's what's getting in the back of our head. And I think for her, it's her sissing it up when she doesn't want to be a sis in a way of like i and it's you know like where will she go later does she hold on to that i don't know i think it'd be really interesting to find out later when she's a mother now that she's beat the empire and done all those things that maybe her accent comes back because she's like you know i can be who i am and for me it's it was it's her putting that guard up Mm -hmm. as to be seen as something other than just a twi'lek that that was my read from it. Absolutely. Uh, and she even teaches Omega about the the emotion that you're talking about. She even tells yep. Omega, she's like, it's a feeling. Uh, yep. She's like, yes. that's what it is. And then she gets yep. to, and Omega gets to throw that into the 
Bad Batch's face and be like, be like, hey, it's a feeling, and I love that. So yeah. you, got, yeah, absolutely, and I think that's so perfect. I mean, I just I can count. I I know I like it's so funny how I can like just remember so many ex, ex, like very specific memories of of being fresh out of the closet and and um wearing heels in some circles and then going home and and putting the sneakers back on type of thing. You know what I mean? Now I'm a little mm-hmm. bit past that, which is nice, and I have privileges that let me do that. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's such a beautiful reading of it too, Brian. It's awesome. Yeah, thank you. I I like what Des says here too. Trans people work to make their voices to break free from their past. That you know what I mean? Again, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. similar to what Hera's doing, right? Yeah. Possibly with the, with this reading. That's like yeah, kind of what she's right. doing. No? Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love Mark. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and laughed when uh, text said flying wasn't a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Especially just, after last yeah. week when we were talking, Mark, he was like, <laughs> "Feelings? Yeah. What are these? I yeah. don't understand." <laughs> it's just so That's like cute. by the book, everything's got its proper place and order, and he's got an answer for it all. But you know, yeah. this like what what. What feeling? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but the, yeah, the but comedic timing of it was so good because it was like good. sitting there reading his name. He's like, feeling. <laughs> I don't have a, yeah. I don't have a good reputation so- for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I think Echo needs to find, use his little like astromech arm. And, and prop, 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 tech, prop tech up in a sling. <laughs> insert it and download emotions <laughs> I love the matrix so download <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> right into know, tech it would be cool to see tech and omega go off on her own little mission together yeah. and have that humanity finally come out in him I think it would yeah. be great yeah. you know it's um, gonna happen it, 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 it needs to I would I would love to see that because I, I you know yeah I like our, our Don Daddy or something, whatever, whatever, whatever. Texan verse daddy, yeah, verse daddy. No. There we go. <laughs> yeah, Tech is a total sub. He's got to work it out somehow. <laughs> He's got to unwind <laughs> somehow. True, true. Uh, so we talked briefly. I was liking. I liked some of this stuff on Twitter today, and I really wish Twitter would stop. Like, don't post a YouTube thumbnail. Your hits are not worth it. Like, you can change your thumbnail after the weekend. Yes. It's all good. Please don't do that. Like, yes. And there's a lot of people that I really like Yes, that do it. So I'm like, I don't want to, like, go and, like, be, like, super jerk about it. But come on now. Like, come yeah. on. Just wait. Really? Yeah. Anyways, have faith in what you do that people will come look at you and see you without just a total Team. 100% clickbait. Like, yeah. let's let's do it. And then change it. And then change it on Monday. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did love seeing on Twitter, however, though, that like all the ideas that this could have been live action, like the, like, oh my God, like it reminded me of the first time in Clone Wars when I watched it. So Chase, this has got to be interesting because you didn't watch Clone Wars like season live, to season, right. right? Like yeah. when it's a really, honestly, it's one of my favorite Star Wars memories for me. Cause I saw the Clone Wars in the movie theater, right? The original one. Right. Then I watched the season. And thought I've always thought it was great. And then season three, it was like mid-season three was <clears throat> when they re like uh, what do they call it? They have the new character models and everything, and like mm-hmm. the animation like steps up. There was a whole nother level. Yeah. And that was when I got the I've mentioned this before, but I got tickets 
to see the Savage Press. They did this whole marketing thing, like posters and all that. And they presented, I think it was those first three episodes as one movie in like movie <sighs> theaters. So I got to go see Funny. that in a movie theater, like at the same time when everything just changed. I was like, <clears throat> I was like, oh my God, like how am I watching a TV show on a big screen? Which wow. I think is, we've seen those things before, but it always feels like a TV show on a big screen. I was like, yeah. This feels like a movie. And then I'm yeah. like, and this is every week for a 20-minute cartoon? Like, every week we get this quality? And now that qu- that looks like garbage first season course now compared yeah. to, like, yeah. it's so good. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, it, this animation is allowing those subtlety things that I think are really creating. Like, it's saving Echo and Tech at this moment because neither one of them are very interesting, which is really disappointing. It is just disappointing. Not yeah, they're not they're not being used well at all. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, is there anything anyone wants to bring up for today's episode specifically that we haven't talked about? Hauser is hot as hell. Well, there's that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that at some point, we just need to tap on yep. that and move on. Okay. I just need to. Yep. I need to clear that. I need to get that out there, yeah. and then I'm good. I was kind of pairing him up with what my my favorite little imperial there too. So oh, like, I like that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I like I like those two. Yup, so, yup. And and if anyone's going to be helpful here, we're going to see Hauser start oh, yeah. doing some stuff here soon because he seemed to be like, "What's going on? Like this is too far." It's sort of yeah, thing. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I think. Oh God, I just completely lost. I'm so sorry. Like completely <laughs> poof and vanished. Anyways, I'm glad you brought up Hauser, Chase, because I wanted to bring yes. him up. That was like probably for so, a deeper, more nuanced character reason than my reason for bringing uh, him up. <laughs> again, I don't want to bring this up every live stream, but I like single biome Star Wars planets. So I am very simple. <laughs> there I, there's not much. There's like one layer to this onion. <laughs> um, no, uh, the one thing that I liked about last week's episode, because I really didn't like it, uh, was the first like couple of minutes when the Empire's like, oh, they're not really like even pretending anymore. We're about to get like full on Empire. So like we got that little tease last week. And then today it's like full on, like, nope. And Hauser, part of what probably makes him hot is because he's kind of doing the right thing. Yep. You know, like he's questioning things. So I was really excited when that started to happen. Like when he was first like, I'm not really supposed to do this, but like I'm not going to say anything. Just don't let it happen again, which is heartbreaking when we see that she's going to happen again. And you know what? What a horrible uncle Mr. Gobi is. Like, no, don't yeah. put her in that situation. Like, don't. No. Yeah. 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 Fully good for you. Her, like, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. But no. Don't lie to the kid. She's a kid. Please. Yeah. yeah. She's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we have to. Where do the clones go? Like, where do they go? What? Are, where is this show going? Are we going to what I kind of really love and live to see is Boba Fett, like changing that line from the empire novelization of, of Boba Fett wearing the armor that helped hunt down and murder the Jedi, which never really happened. Like it kind of did, but not really to wearing the armor that murdered down hunted the last remaining clones. Like, I think that'd be Mm. like, that would be so good. Like, it would be so good. I just, I don't like to say it too much because I'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen, but (laughs) I do think it'd be a really interesting story. Or is the Empire just going to wipe them out? Are the Kaminoans going to wipe them out because they are going to try to come up with something better? 
or do they start to like defect mm-hmm. and or is it going to be a combination of all of those things possibly like but i really like that so what does that say about i want to ask the three of you a speculation question so em i'm going to start with you because i know speculation is your favorite in the world was order 66 the chip is it kind of a one and done deal like it was clicked on or does that start to go away? Like, why isn't Hauser really being obedient? Or do you think there's more to his story that we don't know yet? Because have we ever met him? I don't think we've ever met I don't, him. I right? I mean, it's not. That's the first time I met him. Yeah, I would have remembered that. I would remember that sexy haircut. I'm like, saying, that's hot. That's like we hot get the haircut, haircut and we get the scar. Haircut. We get everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think, Em? Yeah, I mean. I guess I, yeah, I mean, it would make sense for the chip to be continually influencing, you know, either that or yeah. order 66 doesn't just mean massacre all the Jedi. It also means other things too. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then hope brings this up too. Yeah. Rex said a few episodes ago that some were resistant to it. But yeah. I thought he was referring. I thought he was referring to himself. Like that's how I read into it. Like you can trust me mm. because I was like, yeah, that was my read. But maybe there's more out there that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, uh, and Mark, see, this, how about is, you? this was the basis for what I thought because Andy points out because like Crosshair is still under the influence of the order. So yeah, but Crosshair got the mega juice. Oh, like he got the booster the shot. Yeah, he got the Frankenstein. The Frankenstein. That's electro, true. Shock. That's true. More queer coding. Like how many queer, how many of, I mean, I have had a handful of friends who have been put through electroshock therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, two of them did not ever adjust very well after. Understandably so. Like, yeah. understandably so. Did not adjust well. Uh, and look what Crosshair is going through. You're different. We're going to shock you back into submission mm-hmm. to play by our rules. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. That just didn't even think about it that day, but it just clicked in me now. Yep. Uh, Mark, how about you? So I, you were just talking about all that, and I even lost track of what you were asking originally. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. No, Hauser, like, where, what is this chip? Is it a, is, is the chip a one and done kind of thing? It was well, only to be used for that. I mean, I I think like you're saying that maybe they get threatened with like being brought back into submission, and it's like you know it's like okay, look, this clone is acting out of character. We're gonna need to recondition him, whatever, blah blah blah. You know that might be what happens to them. He's either gonna have to escape at some point if he does end up helping them, or he's gonna have to face those consequences, and we may see him as a more hardcore kind of crosshair character at some point as well, too. And and then you got two of them like that, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because it, we're, we're having to see this happen with all these clones. It's like, number one, where what's their place in the galaxy after this? You know, like, um, are they just going to throw them away like garbage when all is said and done, you know? And it's like, I, yeah, there's a lot to chew on here 
that hasn't been answered yet. And I'm wondering if we're, we're hopefully going to get to see some of that before the season ends and we don't have to wait another season to get a little taste of that. I mean, cause we're seeing it yeah. here and there, like, like the bad batch trying to find their place in the galaxy. They've only known war and they're mm-hmm. like, we, we have to like program ourselves to live a regular, regular life, you know, even though it's, it's never going to be regular for them because they're so, they're so special, yep. you know, well, um, that's, yeah, and they 100%. have to adapt to this world, this new world around them, a world with the Empire. And so, I, I yeah, I, I don't know where they're going to fit in, but I hope that they're able to have a normal life as we've seen some clones yeah. do at some point. That's that's yeah. what I'm hoping for, but it may not be so easy. Not everybody gets to do that, you know? Because if there's a whole bunch of clones like that running around, people are going to be like, well, you know there's a whole group of them over here that are trying to live yeah. their life. It's like, you know, total red flag and they're going to be yep. hunted down eventually. Hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's just really, it's really interesting. Chase, do you have anything to add? Um, kind I mean, I just have always sort of thought of the, of the chips as like, as like a dimmer, a light switch dimmer where it's either it's on or it's off. Like that much mm. is clear, but then you can also, you know, turn it, you can get it brighter if you want to turn the light brighter yeah. type of thing. So that's kind of how I looked at it. But I also feel like, I don't know if, if they can do that remotely, you know what I mean? Or if they kind of have to have the person in, you know, you know, hooked up to a machine and do it like they did with um, Crosshair. Um, yeah. But I also, I also, you know, I was reading some other interesting theories about maybe, you know, maybe Crosshair's chip isn't even in there anymore and maybe he's already made his choice because he i think he's been made aware of that chip at this point and he he could have easily just kind of had that taken care of because he maybe wanted out there i don't know but there's some there might be some drama in there i can see them kind of maybe that's the big twist or something revelation that i'm waiting for yeah maybe yeah yeah i yeah yeah i don't know i'm really excited to see this next episode though this episode got me i mean like beautiful episode perfect episode but like cannot wait to see where next week i'm like so looking forward to next episode i i like your take with with crosshair like i think that is a more interesting story like that's more interesting than he doesn't have any control. Like, no, he did, but he made the choice. Yeah, it's already been made. Right? And yeah, and like if that's the case, which I really like that take, I don't want him to be redeemed. Like, I don't want him to like later change. Yeah. Like, I'm good. Like, I love a redemption story. This is Star Wars, but I don't want right. every single character to like have to do that. Like, some people go darn a dark go down a dark path and don't come back from it. And that's yeah. a valuable lesson for people to learn sometimes too, of like, yeah. let people out of your life and they're just not going to come back. Yeah. yeah. Like you can cherish what you used to have without wanting it to come back. Cause it's, you know what I mean? Like, I think that'd be a really valuable lesson because I agree. It's one of the things like to, as for a transition into our questions from, from our listeners, our friend Rafaela brought this up because She's super excited for visions, like all of us are. I hope, like, I am so stoked on it. And she had tweeted us saying, you know, she's really looking forward to something different because she and I have had conversations about, like, she likes the bad bash, but like, I want them to take some chances and it's not risky enough for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm really loving this. I like, I'm here for brand nude also, but like, I really, I feel that this is a time that we know nothing about. Like, sure, it's like kind of sandwiched in things, but we don't know anything about this. We saw how 
the the republic kind of fell and then we saw the empire taking over we didn't see that transition and i feel like being a queer person of the age that i am i feel like i'm relating to this so much from the other it's the other side of this coin that i grew up in a time under the empire basically where mm-hmm. i had nothing and now mm-hmm. we're getting more it's not there we're not there yet but it is night and day from what we had. And so I guess I'm really fascinated because I see how governments and ideologies can change on a snap of a wrist. Mm-hmm. And I really like, I think, I'm telling you, I feel like our Bad Batch are a bunch of queer people. Like they're people trying to navigate in a world that is not built for them. They were not liked by the people, the separatists. Clearly, we had that the situation with Echo, right? They they were the enemy to the to the bad guys, but now the bad guys are the good guys, or they're the bad. You know, they're a different set of bad guys. They were used by these other people, but now they don't like. They just no one likes them anymore. Like they were completely used, and I sometimes feel like that as queer people that we are out and paraded around to be like you know our Bravo gays, which there's nothing wrong with Bravo gays, but like we're <laughs> or the eighties we were like brought out to be the center square to be like super camp and funny. And that's, that's all we were. We were nothing more than slapstick comedy. And then once you can't be seen as anything other than that. And these people can only be seen as soldiers. And unlike all the other soldiers, these people are even different. They have no, they have nowhere to turn to, but other people like them. Mm-hmm. And now Rex is kind of like them because he was a clone that doesn't have a chip anymore like Mm -hmm. and i just like so i'm really invested in it and so i guess for me it's a very different story Mm -hmm. um but anyway so uh, yeah that's it anyway so let's let's switch on over (laughs) in a very bad transition but i am i'm very very excited about this timeline i love that Uh, i love that reading of it thank you um hope i'm gonna i'm not gonna get your tweet totally correct up because i'm gonna have to pull it up but she wants to know our younger celebrity crushes oh no <laughs> we're gonna start with the thirst steam queens we're gonna start thirsty our early celebrity crushes versus our celebrity crushes now and steam room i want to hear from you too let's get it steamy in here chase Oh gosh! Uh, no, you brought up Hauser, so now yeah. you're the one who started the steam. You started the horniness, so now you're gonna. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, proudly so, I am proud <laughs> to have be flying that flag tonight. Um, <laughs> I would say, as a kid, Zac Efron for sure was the only, the one and only. Um, I was a high school musical kid through and through. It was all I listened to. It was all I watched. Um, I'm also, I'm also, side note, I'm going to be putting the high school, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. I'm going to be putting the high school musical movies on the um, VHS very soon because yes. I just need to have those on VHS for some oh, reason. Awesome. <laughs> they deserve to be preserved. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> They do. Thank you. Um, and celebrity crush now is kind of hard. I don't, you know, I don't, I think there's, I think it's, I think it's diff- more difficult now because there's just so many and it just sort of depends yes. on my mood. So, um, um, so you went from a pristine young child of feeling that you can only love one person because that's what we're yes, raised to think to now like, I can just be a hoe and I can love y'all. <laughs> 
Literally, yes. Like, yes, yes, retweet, like, comment, subscribe, hitting the bell, all of it. That is the most accurate read of hey, my yeah. sexuality I've ever heard. <laughs> all of you. That line, all the way to the back. Feel free to ring my bell. Just, just say it. <laughs> oh. So this is so funny. Okay. So, Chase, you grew up loving Zach Efron, right? Yes. And now you are young enough. You are now, yeah. You are now young enough. You are now, you are young enough to literally be Tom's child. So, this is like the total, like, this is such perfect gay, like, gay experience because we're just, we have twinks who love another twink, right? And then the daddies who are loving the twinks who also are like, I'm a little too old to love Zach Efron, but like, I really kind of like Zach Efron and I don't right. know how I feel about this. Yeah, he's not a drink anymore, though. I'll tell you no. that. Yeah, yeah now I'll Tom's like not him. interested. He looks all beefy and beard now. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, throw one out just because it's very, I need y'all to take me off this because I understand very much that this is totally problematic. And I don't know why I feel the need to enjoy problematic people. Like my husband is like very pure and perfect and wonderful. So Lord, thank God it didn't <laughs> attract this IRL, but in like fantasy land, like I want problematic people. Like I want to maybe not feel totally safe. Yeah. Like, is this going to, I hope this is good because I might not come back alive. <laughs> exactly. He goes, oh, it looks like he can hurt me. Let's, yes, please. It's like, um, <laughs> dark like mall. yeah. <laughs> If you just punch, just do it once so you don't have to do it multiple times. Like, just take me out. Um, my younger crushes, I don't even think I remember. Like, I don't even know. I'm going to say He-Man because I, I don't oh, know. God. Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure He-Man made me gay. You, like, put, like, big, beautiful, tan people in underwear running around. Like, yeah. and lots of grunts. That show is chock full of grunts. So that's probably what happened. <laughs> but I really have, like, a total crush on Shia LaBeouf. Mm. <laughs> I got it. Like, good. I, get it. I totally get Especially it. Especially now. Yeah. Oh my. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I get it. He's a hot mess, but he's yes. hot. <laughs> I just love the whole bet. I love the whole preface to that. That was yeah. <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. I'm kind. Of, okay. Oh, thank you for making me feel better because I feel now really I know bad. who to send like, the like, Shia LaBeouf pictures to. No, I get <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> It's the chaotic mm. energy is is an uh, attractive quality. See, yes, it's that. It's like he looks like this redneck who like is dirty yeah. and like could yeah. Be, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he could beat me up afterwards yeah. and maybe like leave me bloody <laughs> afterwards. Like, but I'm gonna be cleaning up the blood with a smile on my face. <laughs> Please. It's all coming out tonight. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Okay, hold on. I see some in here. Um, JMJ Bullock. Who is that? Uh, Monroe. Who? Too close for comfort. Remember that show? Remember Monroe, the neighbor? That's he was also one. really good oh friends with Tammy Faye Baker. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Very much the comedy relief of the 80s, the comedy relief gay. But, mm. you know, his presence was out there. He was known, you know? So, oh my but, God. Des, you just made me remember my crush. They were not a celebrity crush, but they were a celebrity to me. I used to see this person at the Target that I went to all the time. He worked for like, he was like a plumber or something. I don't know. He had a name tag. His name was Barry. So imagine that. How many years later, my last name would be Barry. Oh, but he was like this plumber. 
with like the striped shirt and you know the embroidered tag yeah. of Barry, and he used to wear these like brown penny loafers, and I'd see him at Target yeah. all the time, and I had always had like a big crush on him. Like I don't we, know who this person was, but I would see him plenty of times. We so love a man maybe in that's not silly, yeah. Yes. Yeah, and penny loafers. I was like, like men who love the late pipe, just to touch a queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jax here has said somebody else. Where did it go? Where did it go? Jax said Aaron somebody, Aaron Gray. I don't know who Aaron Gray yes, is. Aaron Gray, Buck Rogers, if I remember correctly. She, yeah, she was gorgeous, but so was Jill Gerard. The pair themselves, they were both gorgeous people on Buck oh. Rogers. So I, I'm pretty sure that's who he's talking about. <laughs> Ah, the Baywatch boys from Luke. Baywatch boys. <laughs> and maybe future Luke Baywatch boys, since we're talking about Zach Efron. Right? Was he <laughs> <Yes>. Baywatch? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. And Paul, very on brand, Henry Cavill. Cavill. Yeah. Hen- Henry Cavill and Hunter. That is absolutely. all Paul needs. <laughs> Pedro Pascal, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I have a mad crush on the Mandalorian, but it's the Mandalorian. It's not Pedro yeah, Pascal. Like it's yeah. the walk, it's the helmet, it's all of it. Like, yeah, it's oh, the God, hip pivot is, for me. Mm-hmm. It's just the it's the, it's the lean. It's like oh, so good. No, you're right. It's the lean in the in the hip pivot because you know the they're pivot. gonna. You, they know. I know. Din's gonna ring my bell. Like I know it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing for sure. Uh, uh-huh yep emma how about you let's hear from you uh my childhood crush and then my current crush yes so my childhood crush um was madonna for sure Absolutely. i love her. i mean what's not to love i mean she's exactly, gorgeous yep. she's smart she's sassy she's strong her body sings and dances banging like yeah you know, yeah. and you know, she has like no gag reflex, so you <laughs> <laughs> lose and she's in her butt stuff. So, like, uh, everyone should be, everyone should be. <laughs> Listen, we all have if one. If you are not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the steam room now, this is the kind of place where all this is a safe space. You have plenty of experts here. Mark and I have been doing this for a very long time. <laughs> Years of study. <laughs> I'm more of like I'm less of a book person. I'm more of a hands-on person. I, you know, like you know, it is what it is. So yeah. just saying. And Luke is right. Chase and I are the same. I have a crush on who are all three guys at once. I'm and just my three. Current <laughs> my current crushes are probably Cat Dennings. Yes. I look yes. at her. Yes. All day. She's so, Absolutely. She is so beautiful. <laughs> yes. And Russell Brand. Ooh. Love that. I think oh. we had a discussion before. Yes, we well, have. I, I met Russell Brand. That's right. And yeah. he kissed me on the cheek. <laughs> it was one of the best interactions I have ever had with a man in my entire life. Wow. Nice. I am so happy for you. I could cry <laughs> thinking about that. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> There's power in a, in a kiss. I was named after Brian Ferry, who, when I came out and later discovered, I was like, well, mom, I'm not sure what you would have expected, but uh, I was named after Brian Ferry because she's a huge Brian Ferry fan, and he kissed really? her cheek while she was pregnant with him. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh cute. Oh. Mm-hmm. 
Ooh, and I'm like, these have yeah. good taste because Roxy music's amazing. Brian Ferry is like nice. fucking amazing. I can't but wait yeah. to tell my no, partner like, David about that. Russell, <laughs> yeah, Russell is amazing. I've been following him since 2000, and I guess I would say like 2007 ish. And I was listening to his podcast like all the way back in 2008. Nice. And yeah, like I went to his, I went to his live shows and yeah like after when i got to meet him and he kissed me on the cheek and love it it was something that i will never forget for as long as i live it was yeah part of me still lives in that moment (laughs) forever (laughs) um christopher would like to know which version of madonna is your favorite chris i love you but that's a tired question (laughs) (laughs) Like that's what Madonna would say. Here's because here's here's the cool here's no here's the interesting thing. Okay, let's let let's get let's get like philosophical with this. Okay, okay. because it's one a of little the reductive. things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so one of the things that I have always loved about like one of the ways that I was kind of mystified about the way I saw Madonna versus the way the world sees Madonna is that everyone was always talking about her like reinventing herself. But to me, like, it never looked like that. And she said herself, like, she actually called her tour the reinvention tour to, like, make fun of the people that were saying mm-hmm. that. Because mm-hmm. to me, it always looked like just the personal evolution of someone who was curious about life and always learning new things and always wanting to grow. I mean, like, do you have the same haircut you had five years ago? Do you have the same sense <laughs> of style? No. Well, you're an exception. <laughs> Single you know. biome Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. You know, it's like uh, one of yeah. the things that I love the most about Madonna is that I feel like she, um, I feel like the way that she, her like her philosophy about life and her ideas about how like, yeah, like you should always be learning and like, you know, if you're interested in one thing, like you can learn about something and that will le- lead to learning, about another mm-hmm. thing and another thing and another thing, you know, like her, like the fact that she was such an ally to gay culture, that was what opened the door to voguing. And then voguing opened the yeah. door to like these 1940s kind of, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, style, like, you know, like style and fashion, which led to her collaborating with certain um, des- designers that were influenced by that time period, which led to something else, which led to something else, which, le- you know, and it's like, it's like, it's, it's a, I, I just feel like, I feel like the way people try to like chop up her career and like mm-hmm. put it into a box, it's kind of a way of denying the joy that is, you know, like living mm-hmm. in a world where you can do these things and you can mm-hmm. like jump from one influence to another and you can like open one door and it's going to send you into a room with like four other doors to go through, you know, because I feel like her expressing all of those different um styles and all those different because they're all facets of herself like this is one of the great things about madonna's art is that it's authentic it really mm-hmm. comes it comes from her like it's she's never done anything that didn't sort of tell a true story about her inner life mm-hmm. 
which is one of the reasons why I think her art has endured and has kept her from being a flash in the pen. Like people who are one hit wonders are people who like sort of, they express one thing and they, and then they do it. And then, and that, and then that's all they're going to show you. Whereas Madonna showed this willingness to continue to move from like vulnerability to vulnerability. And even in times when she's like playing a role and being a storyteller and like not sort of like, presenting madonna there's this like kernel in the center of what she's doing that says something about her truth you know it says something about like her fear of death her fear of abandonment her you know the joy of like living a, a life that is sensual yep. you know and of like liberated sexuality and of like the strength of women and you know the vulnerability of loving someone and and opening yourself up to being loved like those are all stories that she's told through different facets in her career. And I think when people reduce it to like one look and like, Oh, Madonna's reinvented herself now because her hair is long and blonde instead of short and Brown. Like, yeah, it's very reductive. And I, I think it's a very lazy way of, um, of n not engaging with the deeper meaning behind mm -hmm. her work because people don't want to, because it's scary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because she's a sexual liberated woman exactly yeah absolutely so nope. that, thank you for coming to my ted talk that was the most <laughs> like process i've ever heard someone speak about madonna and also it gives me so much a deeper appreciation for her madame x era because that's sort of like a conglomeration of everything that you were talking about you know madame yeah. x is this madame x is this madame x is this person this person this person this person this person so yeah incredible okay although i do i do want to say that after that epic whatever i just did christopher did amend what he said to me yes. sort of like an era <laughs> And that oh, I do yeah. have an answer for. So my favorite Madonna era is Ray of Light. I have the Ray mm. of Light symbol tattooed on my back. That album came out at a very important time in my life, like in my own personal development, especially the song Swim, Same. because with Swim, like that image of like swimming to the ocean floor and like crash to the other shore of like sort of going through this rebirth and moving on to something else and like leaving everything else behind and like cleansing yourself of things from the toxic things from the past and moving on into a new future like that was really important for me at that at that time of my yeah. life and so that is always going to be the era of madonna's that i love the most yep you know that album came out the year that i moved away from home to come out in Texas again, like I said, every time I bring it up, why Texas? Not sure, but that's what the choice that I made. But <laughs> that album came out that year, and Little Star to this day, which I think I brought this up at the round tables, but I'm gonna say it again because I love it. Was this song that she obviously wrote for Lourdes, and I was gay and had to realize at that moment I didn't think I was gonna be able to have kids, and so it was mm. like my I lived vicariously through Madonna. I would sing that song to this child that I was never going to have. And then when my son Jack came, and my world changed for, I'm sorry, my world changed forever and gave me something I never thought I'd get. That first night, I sang Little Star Temple. It was, oh. like, it was, like, it was like, this is such a real moment. I was like, oh my God. I love that. That's so it's beautiful. So Thank you for Thank sharing you. that with us. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. It, that everything anyways i'm going to retitle this episode the horny episode and also madonna so <laughs> see this on youtube and your podcast later. Madonna. Yeah. <laughs> all right mark 
celebrity crush as a child to now. After all that, I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, I have to go back Follow to it shallow, up, Mark. right? I go back to shallow here. Okay. Early on, <laughs> when I was a kid, I, for whatever reason, I had a crush on that singer Sean Cassidy. It was mm. embarrassing now. One okay. of the hardy boys. But I followed that up with Christopher Reeve because I really didn't think about it much, right? You're going to see a pattern here. And now I'm older. <laughs> it's like Henry Cavill and Tyler Hoechlin, mm. you know, and Brandon Roth. So obviously there's a Superman pattern there. Oh, but then you got your the Ryan breeze. Goslings and then you've got your Chris Evans. And yeah. And yeah. So there's a lot of that there. Is there. I really have a major thing for Eric Bana. Like he is very He's sexy. A handsome, handsome man. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh. Yeah, there is the singer Zachary. Oh, I'm blanking on his name from the band Arizona. He is very oh, sexy. Yeah. Oh my god! We also need to and, talk about Oscar Isaac at some point too. Well, oh, of course. That, I mean, he's sexy. just Andy <sighs> Butler, the producer behind Hercules and Love Affair, is like one very seriously sexy, like rough trade ginger, like that I am here for. <laughs> there's also, I think, I have. There's something about kind of rough trade business that I seem to be attracted to, then I have this clearly very clean cut and beautiful husband. <laughs> Nothing about that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to ask this other question from our friend, Joey from Krypton to Alderaan, which he probably hates that. I sing a song um, <laughs> because can't, uh, but first question that the bad batch episode today, am I right? <laughs> Yes, Second question. Yes, they are right. <laughs> <laughs> that bad batch character. Uh, what bad batch characters do each of you relate to the most? Oh, that's a good question. Mark, since you went last last time, it's tough because it's it's changed. Like I said, I mean, I'd loved mm-hmm. tech from the beginning. Um, it's not Wrecker because he's just kind of a little out there i I don't know i i'm i'm stumped now honestly i'm I'm stumped that's like as to which one is my favorite now because it's starting to change now it's like i'm softening up towards hunter a little more now you know and do you um, relate to somebody more than the others like which member of the bad batch would buy luke yeah I don't know. I mean, I just like I just like I said, I had the answer like favorite, or, mm. you know. But then I don't know that I can I relate to any single one of them in a way where like I connect them, like I see myself in that character at all. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a hard one. I I I I don't know that I do yet. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, that's I I agree. <clears throat> well, Mark, you can't relate to anyone because you're ever evolving. Okay, well, there's that. that. And, you know, yes, you're, yes, you're, yes. you're a cipher, and this is your Rolling Stone. Um, <laughs> thank you, Erica Badu. Uh, Luke says, as, as he leaves, loving the discussion tonight about identity, finding yourself, M's TED Talk, and Star Wars, uh, and, Star Wars and Lust. That's Pete uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say. Um, put that in our notes for this evening when we were discussing our trailer. And also, Luke, just so you know, that might just be copied and pasted into the show notes <laughs> below <laughs> yep oh emma how about you <laughs> it really it's pretty spot on emma how about for you for me what sorry i was what thinking. character <laughs> what character 
<laughs> also, someone unclaimed also known as Emma's feisty episode. <laughs> <laughs> what? I need that as what a sticker. Do, what character do you relate to for the Bad Batch? Oh, which one do I relate to? Yeah, the Gonk Droid. <laughs> I think that is a great answer. I'm thinking tonight, Emma's performance is probably (laughs) perfectly timed that Chopper showed up in today's episode. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Chase, how about you? Who do you relate to? Um, I think at my best, I relate to Omega. At my worst, I relate to tech. And I think that's why he drives me so freaking crazy uh, is because I'm like, I'm very, you know, I have anxious and depressive tendencies. And the way those two intermingle, it results in a lot of rules and a lot of regulations. Uh, uh, so I get kind of techy, you know, at my worst. But at my yeah. best, I'm wide-eyed and and, and um, optimistic and Omega-ish. So, yeah, I'd say those are, I'd say my two. I love it. I I love it. I am feeling. I think I can relate to well, Hunter is a dad, obviously, but like, I kind of think, but that's like go to easy. And I would like to think that I'm as hot as Hunter. Like, let's just you know, absolutely, let's, let's sure. inflate my ego. Yes. Um, uh, but I think I can relate to Echo, especially after that episode of like challenging, like accepting the new versus the what was is a really oftentimes very hard to do. It's so easy Mm. to do on paper and you can hop on Twitter or you can hop in world and say, well, it's not like that anymore or whatever, but it's much easier said. And I recognize that and I can recognize my flaws and that episode. Oh, look at this. I'm starting to connect to the last week's episode. I didn't like so much in a new (laughs) way, but like echo was, I feel echo is very honest with himself. Like, and I would like to think I'm a person who's very honest with myself. You know, I think a lot of people are not super honest with who we are and when we make mistakes, but I'm very critical of who I am mm-hmm. because I always strive to be better tomorrow than I was today. And I work really, really hard at that. And it takes honesty when you mess up or when you're doing the right things or when you were wrong in the past, or it takes a lot of honesty with yourself to do that. And I kind of, I get that read from Echo. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's trying to figure out who he is now that he's kind of been freed from all of that. And maybe I'm in a little bit of that state as a relatively new dad still, you know, like, okay, well, who am I now? Because I can't be around all the gay people. I don't get to live. I could like live in the same part of, I could go move into San Francisco with Mark, but I shouldn't use San Francisco because it's going to be sound bad, but like, but I can't live there now because I have kids and I need a park that they can go to across the street. And I need like really good school that they're going to go to. So like, it's this interesting thing. So maybe I'm going to say echo. I'm going to say echo for that. And then I'm Paul brought it up. Paul mentions here in the chat that he's feeling more connected to the characters in the higher public than the bad. Batch. Mm. So Paul asked who our favorite characters from the higher Republic are. Emma, do you want to start? Uh, no, hang on a sec. I have to. I have to okay. look up his name. <laughs> okay, I will go because I've been thinking about this, but I don't remember their last name. I just forgot. But Leox from uh, right is that how you say his name? 
the pilot of the vessel mm. uh, from Into the Darkness mm. is, I think, my favorite because I love, and it's another person I would like to kind of see myself in, that, like, I'm a really spiritual person, just like they are, but I'm not as hoity-toity as, like, the Jedi were. And it, it's, like, my ideas of spirituality are very connected to the physical world and, like, how that can be interpreted. So maybe on the surface... I don't seem all that necessarily deep and interesting, but you peel that one layer of an onion that I have, but next is all of those other things. And like, I love his interpretation of the galaxy and like some of the speeches he has about the vessel and why to call it the vessel and like how to like, they're going to get boarded by somebody or something. And they're like, but they're not there. And I just love, I love his very, very realistic and to the point interpretations of things that can oftentimes be very like, Poetic, like if that makes sense. But Mark, how about you? About me, what? <laughs> Who's your favorite <laughs> High Republic character? Oh, I don't know. I don't. I, I've only read like part of the book. I'm. It's <laughs> next person. Next person. Well, there we go. Yeah, Pink not, milk. The last not, two weeks were a horrible Star Wars podcast. You don't know it. <laughs> I just I can't. It's just there's too much stuff to do, no, I agree, and I no, cannot I put nope. the time into the book. I would love to. The comic books nope. I've been putting a lot more attention to, but the books are just the whole of the thing that I'm just like I I can't right now. I mm-hmm. I, I I'm with I, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm, I'm so you. so 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 glad that people are enjoying it. Yep. Because you got like a whole new group of people, maybe new fans again who are digesting this new branch of Star Wars, and it's like they love it. And it's like, dude, bring it yep. on. I'm happy for them. So. So I don't I don't want you to think it's because I was like, oh, I'm too good for it. No, it's not that. Yeah. It's just it, I just wish I had the time to be able to digest it and be able to break it down like all this yeah. other stuff. So I don't think you need to spend more than 45 seconds in a pink milk conversation to know that we're not like that. <laughs> we're not true. <laughs> no, I'm just saying in general, you know, yeah, I don't want I don't I want people to get the wrong idea. But that's yep. yeah. I that's love right. Andy here. Andy, the Bad Batch character I relate to most is the Aqualish <laughs> truck driver who was jamming out in his headphones. Yeah, totally. Oh, my God. Yeah, I yeah. love that for Andy, too. That tracks so completely. That's so cute. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Chase, how about you? Um, you know, I'm... I, I'm. Listen, where is it? Oh, my copy is over. It's in the living room. Um, I'm still halfway through the first book. It's very hard. I'm it's I don't know why it's so hard for me to keep track of everyone. I just mm-hmm. wish I had some sort of visual reference. I just you know, I, I don't know. I think maybe I maybe I need to break me uh, reading some of the more like YA novels. Maybe that would be easier for me. Um, but yeah. I have to say from from what I have read, Lo- Loden, Great Storm, I think, and Bell Zedifar. Uh, those two listen the second they were introduced i was like okay great let's just follow them the rest of the book and i think those are is the question our favorite or who we relate to the most yeah favorite okay great favorite definitely them avar chris also badass but i have to say those two like just something about like their um their drive to do the very best and their passion and then like trying to also ground themselves in that intensity with somewhat of like a like a, a balance in like um, I don't know how to explain it. Like, there's, there's there's such a tenacity about them that's also grounded and is very calm and centered. Especially, you know, by if we're looking at Master and Apprentice, especially by um Load and Great Storm. So those two, I guess, would be my favorite, and for that reason, love it, love it. Emma, did you look yours up? Yes, it was. It's the Wiki Buryaga. 
Oh, yeah. That's very on brand. Yeah, no, 100%. I love, it. I love him. And yeah. also the bonus points for obvious reasons for Padawan Wreath Silas. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have. Uh, I would like to change my answer, though. Oh, I was just going to say real quickly that every time I hear that name, Briaga, all I think is Balenciaga. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's Chase, where's Wait. your fan? Where's your fan? Oh, it's right here. It's right here. I always got it. I always got it. Wait. I would. <laughs> Balenciaga, Noriaga. Yeah. There you go. I would. Oh God, yeah. Uh, um, I would like to change my answer to Christina Ariel because. I think she is my favorite Aww, thing that the High yeah. Republic has brought out. Like, Seriously, absolutely. Okay. She's in love. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So she's been one of my favorite parts of the whole era. Oh All of it. My favorite yes. moment still was when the plant fell and she like jumped because <laughs> in like I think it was one of the YouTube videos, she shoots in front of this thing. She brought the plant and it fell and she was like, Oh, it's a uh, um um what are they called? The dry. What are they? Oh God, I'm blanking on names. Those now. scary plant things. Yeah. What are the plants called? Oh my God. We are like, hey, um, <laughs> everyone in the chat room, if you're listening now, this oh is our last night as Pink Milk is a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> are you talking we are about now the Drenier? The Drenier. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So yes. that'll be yes. our closing line. We are now becoming Pink Milk, where we do TED Talks on Madonna um, <laughs> and giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Because clearly we are not qualified to talk Star Wars very well. <laughs> okay, our friend Andy has two questions. I'm going to do one. This is a real quick lightning round question. And it has the greatest gift ever. So you should go to Serving Pete Milk and find it. If you could cold clock one Star Wars character in the jaw, no consequences, who would it be? Chase, go, quick. Does that mean, does that mean punch? Yes. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, uh, yeah, I would love to punch. Um, honestly, Tarkin, Tarkin. Okay. For me, it's Tarkin. Just mm-hmm. I keep continue. We'll hop speed speed round. Boom, Emma. Uh, Hux. Their grudge against gingers lives on. <laughs> <laughs> AKA the episode where we also anti ginger. Uh, Mark, <laughs> no. Oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh, somebody in Star Wars that would want to punch out? Yeah, yeah. No consequences. <sighs> oh, no consequences at all, huh? Who can I think of? Um, I don't know. I can't even think of like somebody I hate that much because they're so horrible. Yeah. All right, I'll pick Hux as well. Just because he has a okay. punch of a little face. And he does. He definitely <laughs> does. Well cast. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's a great actor, Mine... I love that actor. Yes, me too. Yeah. Mine will yeah. surprise no one. Luke Skywalker at the end of chapter 16 of Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> you want to knock him right out of his Chanel boots. <laughs> yeah. Raven, I'll have your boots delivered here in a few moments. Raven from Sisters of Sabres and Force Connect. Um... Uh, Andy has another question. Okay, dream date in a galaxy far, far away. Where are you going? What are you wearing? Who are you going with? Who's your space BFF you're telling all the details to after? Oh, oh I know. Too many moving parts. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
I need a minute. I need to go last. I have to okay. say it right now. Yeah, I know who. <laughs> See, this is why it's also so on brand for Andy because he's all. They're also the person who uh, talks about the headphone jamming Aqualish. So, like while they're driving, they're listening to these <laughs> tunes, thinking about these things because they're not interacting with anyone else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Love you, Andy. If you're still in the chat. <laughs> okay, Mark, you have an answer. Lando. <laughs> what am Lando? I Lando? and what am I wearing? I'm gonna want to do a cape as well too. I'm gonna go dress yes. the nines because we're gonna we're gonna walk in like yes. we own the place. And I don't know that I'd want to go to like necessarily like a beautiful locale, but I would want to go to a place that's gonna be like somewhat like Coruscant, but you can walk into like a really ritzy place, not Candlevite though, because you know that's yeah. way too yeah. shallow. But but <laughs> somewhere <laughs> elegant and somewhere where you walk in in style. Um, and who who would I tell my BFL that I BFF that I yeah. would want to tell about uh-huh. all this? Um. Oh God! What's why am I forgetting your name? Uh, uh, because um, we're a horrible Star Wars podcast. I know. I don't know what is. <laughs> what is <laughs> we don't know it's anybody. Like, it's just um, <laughs> what's her name? Space Sophia Petrillo. What's what's her name? Um. Uh, Maz, Maz. Maz. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so good. Mars, brilliant. <laughs> yes, that is brilliant. That's so yes. good. Because she's probably smoking a cigarette too while yeah, you're telling her those things and with and her glass could, of scotch. Yeah, and then she could spill the tea about Chewbacca as well. So we could just <laughs> we could talk. <laughs> All right, Chase. Yeah, Chase, do you I have someone? Was taking notes. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. It would be a date. With Mr. Din Djarin, the Mandalorian himself. I would be wearing something reminiscent of Luke's outfit from A New Hope. Just plain, (laughs) very like surfy, white robe vibe. And we would be hitting up Oga's Cantina on Batu, which is getting Disney with it. But that is what we're doing. And I would call (laughs) Ahsoka Tano immediately and I would spill all the tea. Nice. Love it. Love it. Okay, um, I'm going to go first. Before you, just because um, I too will be Chase's sloppy seconds. <laughs> it. I obviously I'm going to take Din Djarin, but I'm not taking just Din Djarin because I don't oh. believe in just this heteronormative <gasps> yes relationship. So I also have Cad Bane with me, or not Cad Bane. Well, he can <laughs> join in. Cobb Banth is with me as well. Okay, so, so it's Din, a square then. Yeah. It's not a triangle. Yeah. Okay. No, no, triangle. (laughs) Moving parts. Yeah. Din Cobb, Din Cobb, and Brian are going to go on a date. We're going to level 13, 13 in Coruscant because you know that's where, you know, the steam rooms are that have dark corners that we can go join (laughs) in. We might see tech there. (laughs) And um, who am I going to tell this stuff to? I guess I'm going to change my answer to Chase because I want to take notes to see who got what. So uh, <laughs> I'll ask, Ch- well, Chase, you went first. So I'm going to ask them. I'm like, hey, what worked? What didn't work? What do we need to do? Perfect. And I will, I will, <laughs> and rest assured, I will have all the notes you need to make sure you okay. have the best time. Okay. And bring your Palasoka. Oh, I will actually, Absolutely. and I'll also I'm gonna bring in I'm gonna bring in uh, Rafa Martez because you know she's gonna have. Some I good was thinking stuff her too. too. She was my second choice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. She's gonna know all the good spots in thirteen thirteen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Okay, Emma. So I'm gonna go on a date with Kira. Oh. 
We're going to slum it mm-hmm. at Dex's Diner. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, this feels very Emma already. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing, like, relaxed, flowy pants and a cropped, like, concert t-shirt. Love it. Okay. Love it. And afterwards, I'll spill the tea with my bestie, Rose. <laughs> oh, oh my god, that, that would be fun. No, that's great. <laughs> I, I saw that whole vision in comic book panels, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So let me I'm really glad you went last. I'm because when Andy, when they wrote this to us, the gift that they attached wow. was Dex's diner. <laughs> yes. I didn't All right. see that. I just came up with it. <laughs> same my same, mind same mind <laughs> all right and our final question comes from brian Higa, who's not here tonight so brian when you listen to the back if you get a chance uh if you got a chance to create a D character in the star wars universe who would it be for example for sensitive naboo politician go-go dancer at Ogus cantina Mark. I can answer. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. M, go. No, go. Go for it. Go for it. I was gonna say because I actually played Star Wars Fifth Edition. Like I actually did like a tabletop game. Oh. Um. So like with some friends, it unfortunately went defunct because the there was a romantic relationship between people that were involved that fell mm. apart, and then the game fell apart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but anyway, so yes, yeah, so I created a night sister. Her name was Lilith. And she was like very badass. She had a vibro staff as a weapon and she hated, hated, hated Jedi. She called them kyber wielding maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All of this, very Emma. Perfect. <laughs> Emma's just like knocking it out of the park tonight. I love it. Chase, how about you? Um, probably, first of all, I've never played D&D. I've always wanted to play D&D. Um, so I will just say, oh. like, um, I would love to just have a Force-sensitive, um, dad living a very sort of, like, family-oriented, queer-like life, working a nine-to-five, who has, like, a little bit something special about him, but doesn't even know that he's so Force-sensitive. Does that answer the question? I have never played D&D, but that's the vibe. I've never really played either in high, in junior <laughs> high. I charged five dollars to draw people's D and D characters. That's as much <laughs> as I know. I've always wanted but to play. This is all about Andy. Well, it's you'll, we'll have to have a conversation. It's just live yeah, fan we'll, fiction. We'll have it. a conversation okay, afterwards. Maybe you'll can... like you'll like a DM that I received earlier today. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yeah, uh, Mark. I would be an. Ewok pilot. He's got a B wing. <laughs> and whose family has ties to Jabba and some other folks. Mm-hmm. And he's trying his best to stay away from all that. But it is, but just like the Godfather 3, they keep pulling him back in. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's see. I think for me, I too know nothing about D&D really, so I'm just going to keep it steamy. And I would like to be the maid that comes in and cleans up after uh, Den and Cobb's romantic getaways. <laughs> 
just like was like a chambermaid. And so I, I yeah, I, and I'm, I happen to be force sensitive, but like we're in an era where I can't really be an out and proud Jedi. So like I have to like come up. I've got like the separated uh, lightsaber yield, uh, uh, hilt, Ooh. like uh, mm. um, uh, our boy Caleb. Mm-hmm. And uh, why can't I remember? his name other than Caleb Dune. Like that's who he is now, I guess. Uh, Kanan. Uh, yeah. And I clean up Din and Cobb Spunk. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And that's that's the way to end up to this that we will talk about some other time. I'm sure. <laughs> I just, right. keep, I just Andy, keep my Din I, Luke feelings to myself when we get into Din Cobb. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's okay. All I, ships are valid. Oh, absolutely. 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 <laughs> we've already we've already discussed that. I don't mind sharing with you. I'm exactly. like I'm we cross pollinate. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Absolutely. Literally. Yes. Absolutely. Sharing is caring. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll clean up after the two of you as well. Just oh, well, you know. a true friend. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <gasps> I love it, Alec. <laughs> oh my fucking god! It's the best. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so very much for this. I'm not sure what this episode was—a horny talk about Madonna, Star Wars, and anti gingers. <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave, hey, leave the leave gingers alone. I love me some gingers. Same. Honestly, it's really just yeah. No, it's just pretend. It's honestly, I actually, I actually do love gingers. My my best friend in the whole world, who's like the other half of my soul, she is actually a ginger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's cute. So it's a very uh, Kylo and Ray dyad. I love their see-through skin. I'm here for it all day long. <laughs> I just watched Luca. Did any of you watch Luca? I Not need yet. to. Me too. But the star, it. the star of it came out as by this week. So wow, really? Wild. Okay. Yeah. Really um, yeah. Michael was so excited. I've like that boy was the cutest thing in the entire world. And I said it was oh. family movie night. We we're watching Luca. Like I, the kid, like literally lost his mind. <gasps> He's running all over the house, and then was over. I want to watch it again. This is the best movie ever. Aww. But I was like, "Ooh, I like that see-through uncle." I- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, all right, everyone in the chat, thank you so much for hanging out with us for this like chaos of an episode. But my God, it was a lot of fun. We had Super so much fun. fun. Yeah, it was like as Luke said, we're going to close it out with Luke's quote. So while I'm finding this, Mark, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at I am El Diablito and from time to time on Taking a Number Two, a Star Trek podcast, which is part of the uh, Bad Motivators Patreon. Um, yeah, till next week. Y que la fuerza esté contigo. Love it. Chase. Uh, you can find me on YouTube as That Gay Jedi or Twitter at underscore That Gay Jedi. Emma. You can find me on Twitter at Hutzlea. Um, <laughs> you can also find me on Instagram at Foxflare. And if you look at my Twitter bio, there's a link to my AO3 page. Uh, hello to Petra, who showed up in the chat. It's always wonderful to see you. I love oh, you very, yeah. very much. And we missed you, Petra. Ship Hi, who Petra. you want. All ships are valid. Oh, 
Thank you, everyone. And I'm just going to close this out with Luke. Loving the discussion tonight about identity, finding yourself, and TED Talk, Star Wars, and lust. That is probably the definition of pink milk. And I'm here for all of it. If you enjoy that, what we do, you can follow me and the show at Serving Pink Milk on Twitter and Instagram. You can uh, follow us here on YouTube and in your podcatcher. So make sure while you're here, smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave a comment below. Most importantly, ring Chase's bell. With that, (laughs) all everyone in the chat, we appreciate you. We love you. Everyone out there. Also, don't forget, Fennec Shand and Bo-Katan are a thing. With that... Drink up! up.